Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Creating in Heels. I'm your host, Natalie Hoig. And today, uh, I this doesn't didn't go as planned. I wasn't going to actually talk about this, but I only felt compelled to talk about Roe v. Wade because of the platform and the mission of Creating in Heels. And I thought it was only necessary to speak about what's happening in this world right now and the state of our country because I'm a woman, I have a voice. And not that I'm a woman, it's just I have a voice. And I think I'm grateful to have started this platform to speak about these things. And my voice matters and so does yours. So I can only do my part in sharing my opinion and my views on this by digging deeper into what's happening right now and how we can move forward as women and as a country to help women get rights and just legit bare minimum rights. But uh, we're going to hop right into it. So before we get into the facts and history, I want to say your body, your choice, that's on period. Um, Men, especially old white men, need to get out of our uteruses and our choices. Okay, let's begin. So I kind of uh, researched the history of Roe v. Wade. I remember uh, researching this and learning about it in AP US history in sophomore year. Uh, And that's the last time I really heard heard about it or researched about it. So it's been a while. But okay, let's hop right into it. It was a legal decision made on January 22nd in 1973. And before this decision was made to um, quote unquote legalize abortions, we'll hop right into that, what that really means. But before that, a lot of women were still getting abortions, but they were unsafe and they were used by pills that could like end the pregnancy or other ways. But sometimes those pills would actually end up killing the women and not just the pregnancy. So in 1850s, uh, they started to criminalize abortion because of it. And that started to worry America because there were a lot of immigrants coming in. And there was a decline birth rate of white, quote-unquote, American-grown families and Protestant women. So uh, people were scared that other races were coming in, uh, uh, kind of taking, possibly taking the majority. And in America, uh, white people have a majority, and they use that to their advantage and power. And it's unfortunate, but knowing that can help us dig deep into the why of how things are happening. So they were getting worried in the 1850s that all these immigrants were coming in and they could take their jobs, they could take the majority and therefore take the power. So by their thought process is by criminalizing abortion, then there'll be more American grown babies and therefore they'll keep the majority in the power. Okay, and then by 1869, the Catholic Church banned abortion, and Congress followed in the footsteps of the church in 1873, which passed the Comstock Law, which made contraceptives and abortions 
abortion abortion inducing drugs illegal and by the 1880s abortion was outlawed by most of the country so even though church and state should be separate in this country it really isn't when you look at the politics and the decisions behind the politics such as this one when the church the catholic church was like hey whoa 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 abortions are not good at any stage of the pregnancy and we ban them and the the government um the u.s government kind of followed in the footsteps of what the church was saying and therefore um kind of banned it or outlawed it in different ways okay moving forward in u.s history the rights movements kind of started um like the civil rights movements all that women's rights kind of during the 1960s and this is kind of where roe versus wade roe v wade sorry begins so jane roe was a woman that was in her early 20s and had an unwanted pregnancy she had already given birth twice and had given those babies up for adoption Jane was in a difficult situation and financial state and therefore couldn't go to another country or travel to get a safe abortion. She tried to get an unsafe, illegal, dangerous abortion, but was unsuccessful. She challenged the anti-abortion laws in her state of Texas. And then Henry Wade, the opponent in this case, was a district attorney against Roe. In June 1970, Texas District Court ruled that abortion ban was still illegal because it, quote-unquote, violated the constitutional right to privacy. So doctors would be prosecuted if they performed an abortion. So this case was appealed and then went to the Supreme Court, even though Roe lost. They appealed it. They're like, "Mm, I don't think this is right. Let's have the Supreme Court kind of see their views and decide. So in January 1973, there was a 7-2 decision to legalize abortion nationwide, and it was a woman's right to have the right to privacy protected under the 14th Amendment. So this is really important because this kind of fast forwards to what's happening right now. So the Supreme Court made the decision that under the 14th Amendment, Women can get abortion because of their privacy. It didn't really legalize legalize abortion, from my understanding and research. It just protected the privacy. And this is important because right now, it's easier to overturn it because of the privacy and not the abortion. And it's not a right. It's the right to privacy. So this, the way the Supreme Court ruled and like the law and whatever, it made it so that it's easier to overturn it, from my understanding, because of how it was written. So fast forward to (laughs) Monday night. Um, What was the date? Let me look up the date quick, because it was the 2nd of May, 2022. On Monday night, a draft of opinions of the Supreme Court decision to possibly overturn Roe v. Wade was leaked and Politico, which is like a news outlet, source, media, made it public. And this is huge, okay? The U.S. government is a highly secured and class, and they have a lot of classified things, and this being one of them. They also have a lot of safeguards in a way. 
and the fact that it was leaked kind of gives me hope that some people in the government and um, in the U.S. and in power believe that this is this should be seen by the majority, like majority if not all of America, in the world, because they understand the severity of this decision and what would happen if it was overturned. But it is also sad that this is happening in 2022. Um, didn't think that would happen per se still fighting for bodily autonomy of women's rights but here we are and I'm glad that it got leaked so that we can fight for it and uh yeah you kind of see how that's going around the country now but yeah let's get into pro-life versus pro-choice so there's kind of two sides to this argument either even though like a lot of issues in America should not be two sides but it is, so we're going to get into it. If you're pro-life, you can make a decision if it were to happen to you if you got pregnant to decide to not have an abortion or uh, see the term through, but especially in a world where everything's not black and white and there's circumstances and situations and things, I don't think it's another person's right to tell another woman how to and what to do if she were to get pregnant. I think it's the woman's choice, and um, and that's that. But if people were really pro-life, the pro-lifers, they would probably be adopting and helping the foster care system. They would be helping those that are in poverty. A lot of pro-lifers, stereotypically, where are you getting vaccinated? Oh, some of them didn't, so that's pro-choice on your part? I don't get it. I don't get that. Yeah, they would be getting vaccinated. Uh, They would be worrying about the lives of the women that are having unsafe abortions. They would be worried about the child's life once they're born and what happens to them once they're in the world. And then there's an overall resource allocation disparities amongst um, those in living in low-income areas and if someone weren't to have an abortion and were to have a baby and bring them into the world and they're already struggling as it is taking care of another human being is super expensive and that can really have a detriment to that child's life and the mother's life and whoever is in their lives and yeah that's just not a good mix okay so i don't really like talking about the religious aspects but i think it's only prevalent Um, I first want to say that I think religion and state should be separate, and I'm only talking about this briefly to cover my bases, but other religions than Christianity um, allow and encourage women to get abortions for their physical and mental health if it is in jeopardy and such, so I do want to say that other religions do support it or allow women to get um, abortions. I don't like that word allow, but um, from my research, that's what it said. But then, uh, also from my research, the Church of Christianity banned abortions, but in the Bible it says nothing about it, Um, abortions itself, and that's all I'm going to say about religions. You can interpret that how you would like. So, what this means and what is happening exactly. The reason why, um, specifically, Republicans want to overturn 
the right to abortion is because right now in America, there's a low birth rate. They want to keep the working class working. So if someone were to have a baby when they're already in a low income, they might have to work a second job or a third job just to support that baby. And then that baby is also going to be a consumer and that baby is also going to probably end up being in that working class too. So this is helping the economy, even though it's kind of uh, a scummy way of saying it and doing it. But um, also there's already a financial gap between men and women. And if there are more single mothers out there, there'll be an even greater gap. And then just think about the child's life if these women can't get abortions and things like that. And it's very sad. So... Yeah, overall, um, white old men in power are scared and they want to keep their power. And whether that is men keeping power or keeping power as white persons being majority in this country, either way, it's for power and money. So everything that I've seen in government and capitalism and things like that is money and power. So I like to dig deeper than just what people are saying and look at the actions of the politicians and it all roots back to who has the money who has the power um it's sad that a few people in this country have the lives and responsibilities of half if not the whole population in their hands and this is why it is important to vote i'm going to say it again it is important to vote and we all have have the right to vote if you are 18 and things like that But look at the consequences if we don't. We need to start, like, bringing more diversity, um, more, quote-unquote, better ideas into this government if we want to see changes. And I know that's hard to sit with the idea that this is happening and we can't really do anything, but this is what we need to do in the future. We need to vote. So the consequences of Roe v. Wade, if it is overturned, Um, This can be a ripple effect for other issues um, if it does get overturned, such as the ability to access birth control, same-sex marriages. Um, There will be more deaths because of unsafe abortions. Abortions aren't going to go away. They're just going to be made unsafe, and people are still going to have them. And then the women could die, or there will be a spike in deaths because of the unsafe abortions. Um, it'll affect um, lower-income persons disproportionately, causing them to stay in that state, allowing the child to stay in that state once they are born as well. And overall, this is just going to have a ripple effect of rights across the board um, in America, and especially of women and other minority groups or groups that are trying to fight for their rights um, as it is. Whoa, that's a lot. I hope this kind of unpacked a lot for you. I'm not done yet. I have a call to action. There's hope. And I want to leave with kind of an action statement or a way to kind of inspire because that was a lot. And I understand it was a lot reading it and researching was it a lot for me. But all our voices matter. And I'm so happy to see that my TikTok page covered in different women and different voices. Um, I know it can be skewed because the algorithm knows me well and knows that that's the content I engage with and like. 
But um, look at the Instagram stories of everyone, specifically the ladies out there. The girls out there have the Instagram stories telling it all, um, sharing their views, sharing, like, education and such. But um, guys, if any guys listening to this right now, which I hope they are, your silence is really loud. It's super loud. I'm I'm tired of seeing sports stories and what the Bucks, who cares? Literally, who cares when your mothers, your sisters, um, your future daughters, uh, your, if you have a girlfriend, any woman or a friend, any woman in your life is going to be affected by this and you have nothing to say about it. I think that's pretty sad. And to the guy, the few guys, about like five or less that have spoken about it or liked my story um, speaking about abortion, thank you. Thank you. I, on behalf of women, thank you for standing up and speaking about this because it's not just women that need to speak about it. That being said, it all starts with us and change starts with us. So educate yourselves, vote, speak, talk about it, and let's support one another through this um, because although the Supreme Court started it, uh, we're going to end it. We're going to end this discussion and let's get the rights. Well, that is all. I wasn't expecting to do this type of podcast, and I was on the fence about speaking on this at all, but I'm glad I said something because I do care deeply about women's rights and helping to fight to keep them and kind of get equality for women and everyone. But yeah, let's fight for the next generation and keep paving the way that generations in the past have paved the way for us. Uh, our fight doesn't end here and let's keep speaking up and using our platforms everyone has a platform whether they have 100 followers to a thousand followers to a hundred thousand followers it doesn't matter you have a platform and you have a voice so let's raise awareness and use our platforms to speak up and if you're protesting um thank you i love seeing the protesting be safe keep fighting But change starts with all of us, and it doesn't have to be big, but our actions aren't needed, and it starts with you. So thank you for listening, and hit that follow and subscribe button to help support me in creating in heels. Thank you for tuning in, and the sources from this episode will be in the bio. Thank you. Go create a great day. Keep fighting for for women's rights. Natalie Hoig is out.